This Quaker State 400 available at Walmart edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions Contest. $14 million is up for grabs. Get all the details right now at CircaSports.com. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Yes, he's Cody Zeeb, and I am back in my familiar home digs. No more falling off of chairs trying to get the light switch unwrapped around from light things. Uh, it's so good to be back right here in this seat talking NASCAR with you, Cody. I missed you on Monday. Glad Derek could hold the fort down for us on our recap show in what was, I- I'm here to tell you, Cody. A ridiculous Chicago street race. Well, I think that's the that's the first part, right? First of all, welcome back. Glad to have you back. Glad to be on this side of things and not that side where I'm much less comfortable. But I do appreciate Derek uh, stepping in like he always is willing to do. Uh, and yeah, we had a great conversation, obviously, after that race. I know you didn't get to see it live, but you've caught up since. What are your thoughts, Rod? I know everybody wants to hear what you uh, what you thought of that race. First of all, congratulations on your 18 to 1 Denny Hamlin poll bet. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that again, man, I'm telling you it so it's funny cuz one of our guys was like, "Oh, that was a pretty lucky call." And I was like, "Yeah, it was a lucky call." I said, "But there's a little more that went into it than that." I mean, <laughs> Not obviously completely luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like he did just take the poll in Sonoma. We did sort of have a handicap for that. It was a toss-up anyways, but yeah, thank you very much. And look, for a second I thought Hamlin was going to be one of the quicker guys, right? I mean, obviously Tyler Reddick, had, Tyler Reddick had something to say about that, and of course SVG, right? Nobody can pronounce Van Ginsbergen before the race was uh, over, but by the time the race was over, everybody knew SVG at the end of that one. I, I'm here to tell you right now that that was a feel-good story for NASCAR. I think it was a feel-good story for Trackhouse, who now what win have won two races in a row. But I just feel like overall. It just capped off that entire race, right? I mean, we had the rain delay. We had, did we, are we even going to get this off? The Xfinity race was called. Cole Custer now earns himself a cup ride because he won uh, the race last week. It's like, see, we're not, we're not looking so bad now because, uh, <laughs> you know, I said he was going to get 10 wins this season. He's already at two now. <laughs> see, so now we just got to catch up with eight more. Um, but no, overall, I, I liked, I liked the concept. I absolutely love the. I really would have loved to have seen, just like everybody else, what that would have been like 
on a dry track. What that would have looked like without all of the slipping and sliding, the rain tires at first. Like, I, I, I understand that that probably is what comes with street racing and something that we're going to have to deal with if we go to Midwestern places for a street race. But obviously, I want to see this thing taken on the road, quite literally, and see where we can go in different places. Because this doesn't have to be a Chicago-only venue from now on. Street races, by nature, are on streets. So we can take this all over the place and uh, and see where that goes. So, I, I mean, to me, I thought the concept was fantastic. I thought the implementation of the concept was, was exactly what I thought it was going to be, right? I mean, there was a, a lot of... Then for what we said that track was too, right? It was a lot of straightaways, a lot of technical turns. I think it provided enough of a challenge for these guys to be able to go out and and race and show their uh, speed, show their technicality, and and show that they're race car drivers and not just I can make a bunch of left turns, right, or or, or whatever uh, everybody says of NASCAR. So overall, I thought it was a success. Uh, and, and given the traffic jam over there on, I can't remember which, exactly which street it was, but, uh, that 20 car pile up over there on that street, it was, man, that was nuts. Only in street racing in stock cars. Could you see that because F1, you're never going to see that. No. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you said, right. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and man, yeah, I'm excited for more of those. I think that we're definitely getting another one in Chicago, probably maybe more in future places down the roads. NASCAR seemed pretty excited about it. TV ratings. We didn't obviously didn't know about that at the time. Derek and I recorded Sunday night. Uh, TV ratings were a home run highest rated race since Daytona 500 highest rated race on NBC since 2017. Like it, it just, yeah, out of the park. It was like almost two times what road America, the, the race it replaced got in TV viewership. Like it was everything about it was, was a really good week for NASCAR. And, and yeah, I think that, uh, not gonna be the last time we see that. I do think Chicago earned themselves a do over. I feel like that's that. So they stuck with it and they were, they didn't give up after all the weather. So I, I feel like if we do go back for another one, I, I give Chicago another shot. <laughs> give give them one more time to, to get it done uh, and then of course take it on the road because I feel like that's uh I feel like they've deserved it they 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 yeah. stuck through us through the hard times yeah it'll be interesting to see there's a lot of of backdoor deals and red tape and the mayor has switched and there's rumors about whether the city wants it or whatever so it'll be interesting to see if Chicago you know there's options on both sides as far as the three-year contract if Chicago wants them back or if there's other teams knocking at the, or other cities knocking at the door, like, hey, bring that here. And what cities those might be, uh, I think that could be interesting. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I don't think that was the last street race we've seen in NASCAR for sure. Well, I'm pretty sure other cities have taken note of how successful that run was. And they're going to want it for their own. So, yeah, I don't think we're in any danger of, of seeing that off the schedule at any time. Uh, all right. I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Circa Sports. Circa Survivor is back. You're going to get up to $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Well, Circa Millions, you get five NFL picks against the spread each week. Just pick a different money line winner each week, and you can enter in Vegas and play from anywhere you want in the world. And the Sports Gambling Podcast, the main mothership, Brian and Sean, are going to be out there in the last weekend of August, so you can go catch them as well. If you're planning a trip to Vegas in the last week of August, 
Go say hi to the bosses. I'm sure they'd love to see you. Tell them Rod and Cody sent you, and uh, maybe they'll give us an extra bump after they win their tons in Vegas to uh, to get through it. You want to go and find all the details, go to circusports.com. That's circusports.com. Cody, I would ask you, $14 million, what would you do with the money if you won? That sounds like a lot of NASCAR bets I can place, Rob. <laughs> I would bring a street race over to uh, to Northern California. That's what I would do if I had fourteen million dollars. I'm pretty sure it would take a lot more than that. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know fourteen million will cover, but you can chip in for your part. Uh, I love it. Well, you have that problem to handle. If you want, go to circusports.com. Make that problem your own. All right. Well, Cody. Chicago's in the books. You and uh, Derek obviously thoroughly covered uh, the recap of that very well, so we won't we won't spend too much more time on that. So we'll turn our attention to Hotlanta. I hate it when people say that. So the fact that I just said it made me cringe. Uh, but we we go to Atlanta for the Atlanta Motor Speedway, formerly the Atlanta International Speedway, and now the Atlanta Super Motor Speedway. Whatever. What is it? It's Atlanta. We're going to Atlanta. We're racing around this mile and a half super speedway configuration for, uh, what, the fourth time now in its current and the fourth time in the next-gen car. We have stats to back some stuff up. We actually have a race earlier this season to sort of draw from. But, uh, Cody, as we all know, you could take every single one of that, print it up, throw it in the trash because it almost doesn't matter at this point. For the most part. I mean, again, you can make calculated guesses using that, but... Again, much like we talked about last week with the the Chicago Street Race, much like we talk about every time we come to a super speedway, and yes, it's weird to call Atlanta a super speedway now, but it is. You can't look at any past history prior to 2022, right? So these these three races we've had, that's it. It's a completely new track, basically. It races as a super speedway. It's not as big as Daytona and Talladega, so the racing's a little different. The wrecks are not different, Rod, and that is the key, right? Don't get caught up in the big one. Who is good at avoiding that? Who is good at finishing these races? We know some drivers that are. We know some drivers that aren't. But we're going to make our calculated guesses on from that. And, and again, much like you hopefully did last week, take it easy, take it light. Doesn't mean you can't bet, right? We hit an 18-1 to 1 with Denny Hamlin on the poll that Rod called out. Uh, on the bonus bets episode... Well, both these were on the bonus bet episode. Actually, I gave out Cindric six to one as the top four. That one hit. We hit quite a few other bets throughout the day as well. A um, couple of top tens in there we hit and all of that. So there are still bets that you can hit, bets that can happen. But again, with the unpredictability of the super speedway, you've got to keep that in mind going into it. Just like I said last week, these are my favorite types of races to bet on because it is so unpredictable. It gives you the opportunity to hit these bigger bets gives you the opportunity to bet on different guys you maybe don't always bet on sprinkle things out in different spots find a lot of good value on the board i'm super excited to bet on this one so i did take a peek at our our picks page just to to prep for this and i noticed neither one of us are on head-to-heads this week and and we did it independently which has made it did, made me feel so one, much better but you did i do have one in there but, oh you do uh, you do you do but yeah but one. We'll get into that because it's the one guy I absolutely have to fade on super speedways every time because it just never makes any sense why he gets in these matchups. But, but yeah, I mean, again, much like last week, right? We were very limited on the head-to-heads. It's so tough to do head-to-heads. If you're going to do head-to-heads, I would almost always look for plus money or look for one single guy you want to fade and take multiple drivers against him. Head-to-heads are so tough because we've seen it so many times, right? 
You can go from first to last in a lap. You can go from last to first in a lap almost. Like things change so much. Things are so crazy. It's not nearly as predictable as it is on a regular week-to-week basis. And it just makes it so much tougher, especially if you're not getting very good value. So a lot of our bets are going to be top threes, top fives, top tens, groups, top manufacturer, like looking for the value on the board. And that allows you to miss more bets, which is going to happen. But you hit a couple of them and it makes it a little easier. And again, it's easier to hit the bigger plus money bets because of the unpredictability. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that is something to note is, is that is the place I would go lightest on the week for sure is the head-to-heads, much like last week. It's just head-to-heads are real, real tough. And really, it, it makes almost no sense in any sort of super speedway racing whatsoever. I mean, and I know that we took, I think we took some head-to-heads in Daytona, but Daytona is a little different. There's there's unpredictability, but then there's a little bit of like, okay, well, we can kind of gauge on Daytona unless people avoid it. But it almost doesn't make sense on these types of oppor- on these types of races rather to, to take and pay juice for any sort of bet. It just doesn't make any sense to lay juice when chaos could happen. And next thing you know, there's a 10 car pileup on a street in Chicago and everybody's trying to find their way out and you don't know how that's going to shake out. And the same thing can happen, obviously, in an Atlanta, in a Daytona, in a Talladega, where instead of being gridlocked on a street, these guys are all They're flying through the air and wadded up. Yeah, exactly, in a corner. And yeah. and now you're trying to un, unstretch them out and pile them out. So, yeah, don't – I think almost all of ours are, are all plus. Yeah, the, on, the one head-to-head I gave out is a minus 110, or that I will give out is a minus 110. Everything else on our entire card, plus money bets. Yeah. When we go to the Xfinity Series race, whenever that show comes out, whether it's later today or tomorrow, we haven't figured out the scheduling yet. Uh, but – that's going to be likely the same, right? It's going to be very light on the head-to-heads, if any, looking for plus money there as well. Just kind of how it works uh, when you come to this type of track. That is true. Well, they will run the... Whoa, microphone, where are you going, bud? I'm, <laughs> I'm home. You don't have to run away from me. Uh, I am... Uh, yeah, it is the 2023 Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. That I'm going to get the whole name in there because that is... <laughs> That is what the race is called. Uh, Unlike other folks, I don't take shortcuts. It is the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart entry list. Uh, There's 260 laps around this one and a half mile track for 400 miles. Obviously, they did have the 500 miler around here. Was it the Quick Folds 500 for a while? Uh, But now they've they've sort of settled into this 400 mile race on this track. It is sort of now going to be, I think, the the norm going forward. There won't be a five and a four hundred, but again, there's a lot of chaos to be had in these four hundred miles now with the reconfiguration, the banking, and all that. Now, at some point, we'll stop talking about the fact that it's brand new. But I mean, only three races have been run on this track in this configuration, so it's still relatively a new feeling to these guys who have been Not around forever. Enough newness has worn off that it gives us a little bit of data to look at right so that's very helpful as well yeah and and really when even in looking at the data it's it is kind of amazing to see some of what pops up consistently too and and you know we talk about super speedways being unpredictable anyways uh, and when you look at it two daytona races they may look completely different but two of these atlanta races have looked eerily similar i don't know if we can say that it'll end up the same way this time but hey the potential's there right yeah, exactly. A couple of notes, too, going into this weekend. This will be the debut of the changes, the safety changes that they're making after 
some of the wrecks we saw earlier on in the season, Daytona and Talladega. Um, I won't bore you with all the details, but basically they're going to soften the front clips. Um, they added some struts. Yeah, some, let's see, updated the rails. Like they put extra plate in the, the door. If you remember that Ryan Priest, Kyle Larson wreck, I think that was a Talladega, um, that massive, massive hit they took late in that race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how well these cars crush. If they do get in wrecks, right? We've seen some guys get in some of these pretty big wrecks and kind of limp around still for a while. These cars should crush more on super speedways now to take the the force away from the driver, right? And absorb it within the car. So if they're getting caught up in this, might be uh, not returning to the race as easily as they were before. So that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and then for the entry list, we have got... 37 cup cars entered so everybody will make the race jj yaley in the 15 austin hill back in the 62 for beard motorsports bj mcleod in the 78 and cole custer rod making his return to the cup series um he is going to be in the 51 rick Ware racing car and they actually announced this week that he is going to be at three uh races here at atlanta then next week at new hampshire and then pocono as well so uh Custer getting another chance in some Cup Series equipment. We'll uh we'll get a second to talk about Cole Custer in a little while. I'll I'll Ooh. I'll just tease that and uh, we'll we'll tease that one before we tell you about Underdog Fantasy because it's about time to get to the bet the bets and I really want to get there. But I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy even more because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here. Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes underdog pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite mlb and nfl season player props so many ways to win over underdog and underdog is available in so many states head over now to underdogfantasy.com use the promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn yeah, I uh, like I said, the 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 entry list is going to be crazy because of all those those uh, new names that are in there. I say new because some of them are new, some of them are you know back around, but not as crazy as a SVG winning an entire race after never ever ever setting foot in a in a cup car before. Now, that's such a damn good story. I I, I felt good yeah. for him, right? Yeah, all all feel good stuff there. Um, I saw. I have to find the tweet, but. Uh... So this was the first um, the first time somebody had won in their first Cup Series start since like 1960 or 1963, something, which is that in itself is crazy, right? And then, um, let's see, I think it was, oh yeah, right here. The last time the number 91 car won a NASCAR race, there was a monkey yeah. riding in the passenger seat, <laughs> Jocko Flacco was riding with Tim Flock at Hickory in May of 1953 when he got the last win for the thing. Uh, NASCAR man underscore RR. He's like a big history guy on on, uh, on Twitter. He shared the little news clipping, and it said uh, Tim had a Ru Ruizus monkey, I don't, I don't know, co-driver co named Jocko Flocka with him on his May 16, 1953 Grand National win at Hickory Motor Speedway. Jocko Flacco became the only winning monkey ever. The monkey was retired two weeks later at rally where it became scared after 
looking into the wheel wells. Tim had to do a pit stop to remove the monkey, and he finished third instead of second. <laughs> so if that's not one of the best stories you've heard this week, you're lying. But uh, <laughs> I, think- I thought that that was absolutely great NASCAR history for you. There, Jocko's going to be my new favorite passenger in all of in all of NASCAR history. I love that. The only the only monkey to ever win a Cup Series race. Oh so, my uh, god! There you go. That is that's fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> no monkeys will be taking part in this race. I can only imagine monkeys at 170 180 miles an hour. Not necessarily yeah, going to be. Probably, probably wouldn't fly these days. No, 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 no. Not even a little. Um, but we are, again, like I said, going to uh, start setting up our bets for Atlanta. <sighs> a no 91 car this time around. So uh, we can't cheer for a Kiwi to win, which I don't know if they're, um, we're, they're supposed to call Kiwis. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think, I think Kiwi is a fairly accepted term. I mean, if I it's know. not, we apologize. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean... I, I always see people list, listed that way, so uh, yeah. I think that uh, I think it is acceptable. All right. Well, New Zealanders, please tell us if you're listening. Yes. Uh, can we call you Kiwis or not? Because we did have someone check in on the live stream that was uh, listening from over there. He was talking about how he was a big uh, a fan of uh, of SVG. So nice. hopefully he's. I don't know if he's a normal listener or if he just tuned in because of that. But uh, hopefully, hey. if you're still with us, let us know. Let us know about the Kiwi. Yes, term. please. Please let us know in the comments. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, Cody, let's right. uh, let's get some bets in. Let's get to some yeah. bets. We'll get the one head-to-head knocked out early. <laughs> Hashtag fade Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Kyle Larson, one of the greatest drivers in all of the world. Great in any car he gets to, on any surface he gets to, except Rod, super speedways. Kyle Larson sucks at super speedways. Now, I like to say this every time because throughout this race, you're going to be thinking to yourself, Wow, Kyle Larson looked pretty good today. Who the fuck's this guy? I didn't know what he's talking about, right? Kyle Larson, he's in the top 10 all day long. He's going to score points in stage one. He's going to score points in stage two. He's going to be in the top 10 in the closing laps. He will not avoid the carnage because he never does. Something is going to get him at the end of the race. My disclaimer to this, it is super speedway racing and anything can happen. But you take a look back. We've got three races here at Atlanta, right, that we can look at for Kyle Larson. 31st, a 13th place finish, so not bad at all. Um, oh, and I did, I think I forgot to mention the actual bet, too. I should probably start with that. It is William Byron over Kyle Larson, minus 110, over on Superbook. Um, but so in his three races here at the, you know, the Super Speedway style Atlanta, a 31st, a 13th, and a 30th. So two of the three, 30th place or worse. That's the type of statistics I'm looking for. The other two Super Speedways we've had this season, Daytona and Talladega, these are going to be the other two quote-unquote comparable tracks, right? You're looking for this type of racing. Obviously, they're different sizes, but it, it lends to be similar results at all of the three of these tracks. 18th in the 500, which is an okay finish. 33rd at Talladega, though. You go back to 2022, he was 32nd in the 500. Fourth place at Talladega, Rod, his only top five finish on a super speedway. So can it happen? Of course it can happen. He put himself in position. He got the fourth place that day. But of all the super speedway races he's entered in the Cup Series, the only time he's finished inside of the top five with that fourth place finish. Um, And then you look at later on that season, 37th at Daytona, 18th at Talladega. Go back to 2021. He did have a 10th in the Daytona 500. So again, a somewhat solid finish from him. 
40th at Talladega, 20th at Daytona, 31st at Talladega, or 37th rather at Talladega the next trip around. So very inconsistent. Sure, he'll grab you a 13th. At, he has one 13th in the last three here at Atlanta. He's got one 10th place in the last three at Daytona and one fourth place in the last three at Talladega. Everything else is 30. 31st, 30th, 32nd, 40th, 37th, an 18th and a 20th mixed in there, like mostly bad finishes. Again, he'll decent throughout the race. It's like I, he's, he's getting it figured out maybe. I don't know because he'll, you'll see him up there mixing it up and he looks good. And it's just it's like Sheldon Creed. I, anytime the trouble starts to happen, he just can't avoid it on super speedways. He's said before he's not a fan of it. Uh, you know, you go back and even look at the Uri one. Uh, you know, was that 2021? He won all the 10 of those races plus the all star race, like had that 10th place in the 500, and then it was 40th a day, got 20th and 37th. Like, so two 37ths or worse in the four super speedway races in that 10 win season where he had that incredible season. I just have to fade Kyle Larson every time I go to the super speedways. Sure, every once in a while, he'll get that good finish. He won't hit these, but for the most part, he doesn't get the good finishes. And William Byron, I don't even have to get into all the details on him, but. He's really good at super speedways, right? Now he can get caught up in these wrecks as well. Again, that's part of the problem with playing head-to-heads at these tracks. But he won this race, uh, or did he win? He won one of the races at Atlanta last year. It was a spring race, actually, at Atlanta last year. Um, he's won at Daytona before, so he is a good super speedway driver. He gets some pretty solid finishes. So give me William Byron over Kyle Larson, minus 110 over on Superbook. No argument here. If there was a Cole Custer over Kyle Larson, I would probably take that as well. I would take BJ McLeod over Kyle Larson Oof, for the record. Man, that's so tough. But uh, scared. They won't give it to us. I would take, uh, let's see, let's see. Nah, never mind. Okay. I would take Rod Gomez over Kyle Larson. That's Oof, a way. <laughs> I don't know, man. On foot? Maybe. Uh, all right. <laughs> I will set mine up, and uh, it is a Ross Chastain Top three. I, I like the odds of this because they're really, the books have, have sort of depressed the value of Ross Chastain overall this week. And I'm not exactly sure why, uh, just given the fact that he has sort of figured things out lately. And I say lately because he won actually two weeks ago, which is a good sign for that track house team. They've already won two races in a row as a team. Daniel Suarez is looking fast. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes you get caught up in stuff and the finishes don't match. But for Ross Chastain, he's at plus 575 for a top three finish here at Atlanta. And I, I like the uh, likelihood of this because, Cody, where do you think Ross Chastain has finished in two of the last three races here in Atlanta? Uh, I believe he's finished in the top five in two of those last three. He has actually finished in second place in both of those. Oh, he finished yeah. second place. Inside the, hey, last time I checked, <laughs> inside the top five. It is true. Uh, he finished second place in uh, the spring of 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, 2022, rather, the first configuration of this super speedway. And, of course, the next-gen car uh, by proxy. 42 laps he led in that race before finishing second. He started in seventh. In 2022, in the fall, he started in second place where he ended up finishing, but he led 32 laps in the process. Now, the only drawback is that earlier this season, he finished in 13th place, but he did lead five laps in that. He did start in 18th, so it's a little tough for him, I, I suppose, to, uh, to gain back up to where he needed to be. But I will say that earlier this season, Ross Chastain was off to a quite bumpy, if not 
just sort of roller coaster start. We talked about his ninth place finish in Daytona. It was fantastic. He, fin- he followed that up with a third place in California. Even better, right? Then a 12th in Vegas. Then a 24th in Phoenix. He was coming off of two very tough weeks. And, let, I mean, for Ross Chastain, he's either creating trouble or he's doing well. And so that started the point where it started to get into trouble, right? The 12th, the 24th, then the 13th in Atlanta. He fixed it, finished fourth on the road course there in Austin, third in Richmond. You're like, great. But then it was 28th at Bristol, 13th at Martinsville, and then another super speedway, right? He was on the heels of two bad races, finished 13th. Uh, I'm sorry, finished 23rd at Talladega. Then he got it figured out. Second at Dover, fifth at Kansas. You're like, oh, great. Well, then he got in trouble again. 29th at Darlington, 22nd at Charlotte, 22nd at Gateway. Well, now he's coming off of a couple of good races where it was 10th and 1st at, at uh, Nashville. Got, well, listen, Chicago, I'm throwing Chicago right the hell out because that was just a ridiculous mess of everything, right? Because Chastain was actually doing okay in that race and, and you know, all hell broke loose and, and he finished 22nd. So can't necessarily put that on him. But again, he's coming off a couple of good races, right? A couple of good races where he's familiar. Now he gets back in on a track where he's finished second over the last couple of seasons. Like I said, I'm going to toss out the the last time because he, he did lead five laps, but he ended up finishing 13th. So I think for Ross Chastain at, at almost six to one to finish inside the top three is is fantastic value. He's a man on a mission right now. I think he's feeling better about his position and himself now that he's got that win in the bank, right? And and people are, they still don't like him. But at the very least, he's getting along better. I, I think Kyle Petty pretty much belabored the point of, we're seeing a much better Ross Chastain. He's thinking out there. He's doing more calculations in his head. So I buy into the hype. I think a top three for Chastain at plus 575 uh, is, is actually a solid bet over there on Superbook. I mean, when you've got something that's happened three times and two of those three times it's happened, you're getting almost six to one odds on it. It's pretty good odds, right? He's been good here. We've seen him be great at super speedways. He won at Talladega last year. Um, The only thing that scares you, right, is his aggressive nature, but that can go both ways. Sure, the aggression can get him wrecked. The aggression can also get him through everything and get him up there for that solid finish like he's had two of the last three races here. Um, So I think that that is a positive to look at. Uh, and, and track house has just been good here in general. We're going to talk about Suarez in a little bit. He's been good here as well. So, and they're coming off and winning two races in a row as a team, right? So things are going well there. Things are going good for Ross. I think it's almost six to one. You're getting really good value here. And again, that's what you're looking for in this type of race. Next up for me, I'm going to go with Eric Jones, another guy who is very good at super speedways. I'm going to take over on Barstool. His top 10 is plus 175. His top five is plus 475. I'm going to take both of those. Three race sample size here. Eric Jones has an eighth place, a 14th place, and a fourth place finish. That's three races. Finished all three of them. Two of them in the top 10. One of them in the top five. And the other one was 14th. Not bad finishes at all. You go back at the last eight races between Daytona and Talladega, and he has got... Um, a top 11 in five of those eight, including three sixth-place finishes. He really likes his sixth-place finishes at Super Speedways. Um, but Eric Jones is a guy, again, so five of eight on you know t- Daytona Talladega inside the top 11, and then all three here. He's finished inside the top 14, proves time and time again he's a good Super Speedway guy. 
not a guy you think of on a week-to-week basis so much with the struggles we've seen from Legacy, right? But we've even seen Eric have a decent run a couple of weeks ago at Nashville. He, he was fast in practice. He qualified well. He ran the race well. So maybe they've got a little momentum there. Uh, Noah Gragson, I think, is still hanging out with that turn in Chicago where he can't get away from. But uh, Eric Jones should be good to go for Atlanta here. Um, and so give me him the top 10 at plus 175, top 5 at plus 475 over on Barstool Sportsbook. Boy, that turn six really did chew Noah Gragson up and spit him out, That's, didn't he? How is that not like the Wendy's drive through corner next year? It's like they've <laughs> got to do something with it, right? Because then NBC will just show the highlights of every time Noah Gragson, you know, drove the Wendy's car into that corner last year. That's like where they went. Uh, like, was it? I think it was Coda, right? Where turn one was the the Tom's heartburn turn after the entire field stacked it up in their Chicago style uh, after the first season on that late restart. Yeah, I, I, every time, every time they're like, "Oh, Noah grags it off in turn six. I was like, "Uh, I was like, I might hold on. Did I accidentally? <laughs> did it, did the lie, did, you know what? Like, back yeah, yeah. Did I like, accidentally rewind? I already saw this. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, I didn't hit the back fifty seconds button. I was like, okay. <laughs> Never. Who's sitting on the remote? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that that was bad. My only thing with Eric Jones though is I just uh, I, I obviously it's a serious way. So yes, you got to take anything and everything. But like legacy, man, they keep burning me. I I put myself out on a limb with them again last week, and they still didn't come through. And it was like they're they're a tough team to bet on, yeah. especially because they've been so disappointing. But I think that's where you find the value in a guy like that. This week is nobody's gonna be thinking about him. He's kind of sleeping under the radar. This is the time you pounce, and then you jump back off of him when we go to a New Hampshire next week where, you know, he's going to be back to just regular legacy-looking car. <laughs> yeah. No, it, that's that's kind of where it's at, too. So, uh, all right. Well, my next uh, my next bet is a top-five bet, and that is Tyler Reddick. He is a top-five car at plus 400 over there on DraftKings. It's so tough for Tyler Reddick. Like, I, you want it. You know the talent's there. You absolutely know the talent's there. You know that he can do this. In fact, last, uh, last race, he did finish fifth earlier in the year. That was one of the highlights of his season, unfortunately, other than the win over there at Coda. But, man, you look at the reason that he's plus 400 to, to finish in the top five in this race, uh, given that he's in that Eric Jones range, which you almost feel like he shouldn't be, is the last four races. Abysmal. 35th at Gateway, 33rd at Sonoma, 30th at Nashville, 28th at chicago last week but listen to his starting positions ninth at gateway second at sonoma second at nashville second at chicago speed is there he's got to figure out how to put this thing together for an entire race now we saw him lead a bunch of laps uh before getting chased down by christopher bell last week in chicago so i'm telling you right now the speed is there the cars are fast something there's some sort of disconnect that's keeping tyler reddick from being able to turn these into Solid finishes. He's got seven top 10 finishes this season and 18 starts. Five top fives and that win. Average finishing position of 17.9. Rod, you're contradicting yourself again. I know. I know. But it is it is Tyler Reddick. I still think a plus 400 for him to finish in the top five is fantastic value given that he has done it already. He did it already this season here at Atlanta. He started 16th and finished fifth. All right. That was in the midst of a third place at Phoenix and then followed by that win at Coda. He actually finished second at Bristol Dirt a couple weeks later. So when he finds it, he finds it. 
right? And I'm hoping that this is the week that he actually finds it because last week at Chicago, it was looking pretty promising for the 45 to actually put in a solid day. And I will tell you that the 45 car has actually finished uh, inside the top three in this track as well. Uh, it was Kurt Busch who did it uh, a couple of seasons ago. So this 45 car is no stranger to being uh, in the in the top part of this uh, this finishing position. So, like I said, it, for some something's got to give. Something's got to give for poor Tyler Reddick because he's just far too talented to keep being this bad uh, on the racetrack. So at a top five at plus 400, if we're talking that low, because uh, the rest of everybody is is way too overpriced at that at the top fives market. So, like I said, Tyler Reddick top five, give it to me. He did it already once this season. I think he can do it again. Yeah, I, I like it. Again, it's he's one of those guys. He's tough to bet on because it's like he's either really good or he's just out to lunch all day. But again, that's what you're looking for. You're hoping for that really good one. Um, and he's proven he can do it before, so I think he could do it again. Next up for me, uh, I am reluctantly going back to the Justin Haley well. This has bit me a few times here lately, but like you said, I think this is a guy that's due. He's coming off of high momentum second place finish over at the Chicago Street Race, where he, man, what a duel with him and uh, SVG there at the end. Haley did not go away quietly. That was a hell of a finish. Love to see that. I'm going to take him over uh, on Caesars for Group C. Again, looking for some of these. Some of these books have got you know groups of four or five. It's only plus two fifty. So as I'm looking through, I'm looking for these big numbers, right? Plus four fifty. Is this an easy group? Absolutely not. He's got AJ Allmendinger, who people think of him as a road course racer, a very very under the radar good super speedway racer. So keep your eye on him, but. It's him. It's uh, McDowell, who, of course, we know is a very good super speedway racer. One Daytona 500 a few years ago. Austin Dillon, another good super speedway racer. He's got wins um, at Daytona a couple of times before as well. And Chase Briscoe. The thing about Chase Briscoe, if this is a high attrition race, he's likely going to be running behind BJ McLeod at the very back. We'll probably miss all the wrecks and might end up with a decent finish. So you got to watch out for him there. Um, but I feel like Justin Haley has got the uh, experience and has done really well on super speedways. Go back over the three races. He's got a 22nd place finish in one of them. The other two races, though, 11th and 7th place. Good, solid finishes there. Um, he dominated Xfinity super speedway races. I think he won three or four in a row. Basically, what Austin Hill has done lately in the Xfinity series, Justin Haley did before that. So we know that he's a very good super speedway racer. Um, results have been a little bit mixed lately. He had uh, a 19th, a 32nd, a 15th, a 28th, 12th, 23rd, 20th, a 6th in his last eight races at Daytona and Talladega. So again, you got some ups, you got some downs, which is fine. That's what you're. That's what's going to happen here, right? Doesn't need to get in the top five. Doesn't need to get in the top three. Top 10 would be nice, but all he has to do is beat these other couple of guys. You just hope that they get swept up in something. Again, looking for value. You're looking at the guys at the bottom of these groups because Justin Haley, as he's proved with an 11th and a 7th place finish here, can get these good solid finishes. You just hope he beats out the other guys. And again, he can finish 30th, still win this group if he finishes ahead of these guys. So uh, not an easy group by any means, but you're looking for the guys at the bottom of the group 
with the bigger numbers that can get you the good results. Justin Haley's that type of guy. So give me him to win Group C on Caesars plus 450. He was so much faster than I thought he would be. Just so much faster. I, I mean, a, a college car shouldn't surprise you being at the front of anything, especially a road course or a road race. But, you know, for him, it was just, it was so fun to watch him. Like you said, just not give up on SVG. He just did not want to give that position yeah. away. Well, and especially uh, he wrecked that thing in practice. So he didn't get a finished practice. He didn't get to qualify at all. He didn't even attempt to lap. Started in the very back. Obviously, you know, he lucked into it with strategy. Why? Or not even lucked into it. Because, not to get off on a tangent, but everybody knew that race was going to get shortened. They were talking about it on the broadcast as they were showing Adam Stevens. And then Christopher Bell's team's all pissed off because they they literally were showing him on NBC. Zoomed into his face and said, he's trying to decide right now. Does he pit because this race is going to get shortened? Or does he stay out and keep the lead? He stayed out, kept the lead, and they didn't win. So that's probably his fault. But anyways, <laughs> Justin Haley, in a way, lucked out, right? They played the strategy right. Got up front, but then he held on to it, right? Guys like SVG raced all the way back through and ended up beating him, but he held off Chase Elliott right behind him. He held off Austin Dillon as Austin Dillon was trying to take that lead from him. Like He did a great job when he got up there. So riding that positive momentum into a track type that he's good at in super speedway. Another big thing with Haley right now, free agent at the end of this year. Colleagues said before they want to keep him. Um, they seem to really, really like Haley. He was their first, you know, full-time driver in the Cup Series, right? That 16 car was a rotator. Haley was their guy. They tapped right from the start. But you still have to prove yourself if you want to get a ride for next year. Haley knows that. This is the perfect position to put himself into the position to make the playoffs, to have that good, uh, good run. So give me Justin Haley to win this group. I love it. Well, books are scared to let you parlay top 10s anymore on super speedways. <laughs> they have learned the hard way that that's not the right way they to go. They got beat really bad one time. Yeah, <laughs> if they want to if they want to make money, they can't necessarily let you do that. So, Caesars has done a good service and kind of parlayed one for us and that's uh, a top 10 finish for all three of the following drivers: Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Busch. They're going to give you plus 400 if that happens, if all three of them 10 or will finish inside of the top 10. I mean, listen, I already made the case for Chastain to be a top three car, so that, by my math, puts him inside the top 10. For Kyle Busch, if you look back at his track history here, you're going to see that uh, the 2022 season for him was garbage. He, especially on the first configuration, uh, the first couple races in this new configuration, where he finished 33rd and 20th. 33rd in the spring race, where he crashed out, uh, but he did lead 21 laps in that race, and then 20th in the fall race. So basically, this this sort of 400-miler uh, that he did right there. So, uh, you know, here's the thing about uh, Kyle Busch. Before that, he had ripped off one, two, three, four, five straight top 10 finishes before that. This season, to start off the Atlanta run in his brand-new ride at Richard Childress Racing, 10th so it's a top 10 finish for him there we all know that Kyle Busch has had a killer season so far uh he's won three races he's got six top five finishes 11 top 10s in 18 starts he is riding right now a top 10 streak that goes back to Darlington seventh at Darlington sixth at Charlotte he won at Gateway second at Sonoma ninth at Nashville managed to find his way to fifth place after completely we felt like his whole race was over before it even began he finished fifth in Chicago. He didn't even pit after he buried it into the wall so far. They had to pull him out with a tow truck. 
He didn't even pit, Rod. That was insane. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, he helped with his buddy Mater pulling him out, and uh, <laughs> and he managed to finish fifth in that race. So, look, Kyle Busch is a hot driver, and a top 10 in Atlanta for him is is going to, I think it's going to happen. I mean, like I said, he did it earlier this season, and that was before he really started to catch on fire. He did win it. Fontana, which was fantastic, but like not necessarily where he is right now in the season. So uh, I think Kyle Busch is is a lock for a top ten, and you know again his top ten odds on his own. Let me let me pull those up. I'm sorry, I, I closed the tab in which the top ten odds were at. But for Kyle Busch alone in a top ten is is not necessarily worth your while to place because it is. Yeah. Well, and just to to your point of Kyle Busch, as you're looking that up, DraftKings actually has him as the their favorite to win. Different book. It's, it's different in almost every book who the actual favorite is, which is again kind of the product of super speedway racing, right? But DraftKings does have him at. 10 to 1 as their favorite alone. I mean, Chase Elliott's the next favorite then at 11 to 1, but he sits alone at the top of their board, which is is an interesting thing. And, and obviously, they believe a lot in him to have him sitting at that price. Yeah, so a top 10 for Kyle Busch is at minus 110. Ross Chastain on the end of the, uh, other end of that is, is at plus 110 for a top 10. So again, not the greatest of odds to, together, but now if you, if you add them... Alex Bowman is probably the one that is the wild card here. Alone, he's plus 175 as a top 10. Um, Alex Bowman not necessarily had a fantastic season this far so far. In fact, he hasn't finished inside the top 10 at all uh, since Richmond earlier this season. Uh, since then, it's been 29th at Bristol, 11th at Martinsville, 13th at Talladega, 12th at Charlotte. Flirting with the top 10, not in it. 26th at Gateway, 15th at Sonoma, 17th at Nashville, and just had a terrible day at Chicago, finishing dead last. Um, here at, in Atlanta, not the greatest of history either, but he has had three top 10 finishes in a row, a third in 2021, which you can't count, fourth in 2021, but he did have a 10th in the spring race here. So he has finished inside the top 10, 14th earlier this year, just outside of the top 10. But if you finish 14th, Anything can happen to where you can finish another four spots up in 10th place. Again, I, I like the odds of all three of these at, at plus 400. I think a, that's a good little parlay without being parlayed over there on Caesars. So three good drivers to finish top 10 at plus 400. I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I try to stay away from these ones too much just because that's a lot you got to get right on a super speedway. But I think you made a good solid case. I mean, especially Chastain and Bush, like if they can avoid the chaos, they should be top 10 guys at the end of the day. Um, and Bowman is, is kind of your wild card in there, but four to one, I still think that there is some value. Next up for me, I'm going to hit the top Toyota market. And this one is kind of an interesting case here. So I'm going to take, there's only six Toyotas in this race, right? We talk about that a lot. When you're looking at the top Toyota, there's only six guys in the race. So to be the top Toyota, you only have to beat five other Toyotas, right? So again, much like it's almost like a small, uh, a large group, right? The group's sometimes four or five guys. This one just has six. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take Bubba Wallace at five to one, and Ty Gibbs at plus five fifty over on Barstool. So I've got two of the six guys in this group. So now I only need one of these two guys to beat four of the other guys to hit me the top Toyota. Obviously, you've got Denny Hamlin in there. He's going to be the favorite of the Toyota group because he's a very good super speedway racer. But that doesn't always matter, Rod, as we've seen, right? You can get caught up in these things. You've got Martin Truex Jr. over in there. 
Uh, Martin Truex Jr., not a very good super speedway racer. He's actually the the least favored of all these guys. Um, Christopher Bell, he's he's up and down on super speedways. Um, he's the second favorite to Hamlin. And then you got Tyler Reddick, who we just talked about a few minutes ago, right? It's really hit or really miss with Reddick as well. Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs are the two guys I'm looking at here. Bubba in his three Atlanta starts in this configuration, a 13th, a 14th, and a 27th. So not overly impressive, but he did finish all three of them. Um, and he did finish 28th earlier this season at Talladega. But if you remember, almost won that race at the very end of that as they were coming down, um, ended up getting involved in that wreck. Um, he was 20th at Daytona to open the season. Before that, in his Daytona and Talladega Super Speedway races, he had a 10th, 11th, 17th, 2nd, 1st, and 2nd place finishes. He is good at Super Speedways. So I love him. Uh, Ty Gibbs, much smaller sample size, right? We haven't seen a ton of Ty Gibbs on super speedways, but what we've had has been promising. Only one start here in his rookie season this season. By the time he was filling in for Kurt Busch at the end of last year, they'd already been to Atlanta twice. But his one start here, a ninth, nice, solid ninth place finish. Um, he finished 13th at Daytona last year in one of those fill-in starts for a decent finish as well. Two Xfinity series starts. Finished seventh and eleventh. Um, two Xfinity starts at Talladega. He finished seventh and thirty-fifth. But in that thirty-fifth finish, he was second and fifth in both stages. So he was running up front all day before getting caught up in one of those wrecks. So he's definitely got it in him. Again, just trying to corner this market. You take two of the six guys. If one of these hits, obviously at plus five hundred, at plus five fifty, you're going to get a pretty positive payout. So give me Bubba Wallace or Ty Gibbs. Um, at 500 and 550 respectively to be the top Toyota over on Barstool Sportsbook. I did want to find a way to, to work Bubba in. I just, you know, again, we talk a lot about his success over there at Talladega and at all that. Just you laid out the case for Bubba all over it. And it's just, I do like this angle. It just scares me because with Denny Hamlin being in the same vicinity, it's like he very easily could be that guy. So I don't know. I, it's the only reason why again, Bubba Wallace. You, you, know. you get one wreck, and Hamlin gets caught up in it. Reddick gets caught up in it, and Truex gets caught up in it. Then those two guys only have to be Christopher Bell at that point. Like, it's not they still have to get into the top five. I mean, if you look at a guy like like Tyler Reddick, you have his top three bet is at you know uh, or top five at four to one. He's still got to get all the way up. And not that that's a bad bet. I'm not singling that one out. I'm just saying he still has to get into the top five, right? where if, if these guys can avoid the chaos and these other guys get swept in, up in it, they don't have to have a good finish to be the top Toyota, especially, you know, top Chevy is fun to bet too, but there's 100 Chevys in this race. And even with top Ford, there's, you know, still, yeah, there's not really 100 Chevys, but there's a lot of Chevys. And top Ford, there's there's smaller amount than the Chevy, but there's still a decent amount. Toyota, it's just such a small group, only have to beat so many guys. And Bubba is a great super speedway racer. Um, and, and Gibbs is, you know, he's still very young, but what we've seen so far, he's got some pretty decent finishes. Yep. Again, I, I like it. Uh, we're oh, looking and for he value. was going to win at Talladega, I think too, until he ran out of fuel at the end. God yeah. damn it. Damn I just reminded knowledge. myself of that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to take a look at a group here as well. This is group E over there on Superbook. It contains the following Daniel Suarez, Corey LaJoy, Austin Cindric, and Ricky Stenhouse. Sorry, Cody. I'm gonna have to take Daniel Suarez out of this group. I know, I know that Corey LaJoy Corner, I know he's making his appearance right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you see 
Corey LaJoy. His corner's coming up here in a second. But I do have to say, in this group, right, it's Suarez as the winner of Group E, plus 270 uh, over LaJoy, Cindric, and Stenhouse. Daniel Suarez and this Trackhouse team, I could almost just end my argument right there with them just being so good lately. Obviously, they have won the last two races between Ross Chastain and uh, SVG. But Daniel Suarez has actually been one of the faster cars as well. He looked pretty good over there in Chicago, uh, obviously, until he got into trouble, which was unfortunate for him, um, turning a fifth-place finish, or first-place start, rather, into a 27th-place finish. But again, he started in fifth, right? That's that's not bad for uh, a guy making a road course start. In fact, his last three starts have been with inside the top 10. Sonoma ninth, Nashville 10th, and then Chicago 5th. Now, granted, they haven't turned into good finishes for him. And if you're looking for quality top 10 finishes overall, well, that's tough to do. Uh, that's five top 10 finishes in 18 starts. Uh, but his average starting position is just under 15th place. It's not the speed that we see out of Chastain. It's not what we, uh, the, 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 I guess what we're looking for when we think excellent. But you look who else is in this group. I mean, it's Ricky Stenhouse who... Uh, after Daytona, we said he had some pretty decent uh, runs every once in a while, but has just not necessarily been the, the model of consistency that you want to see all season long. And in fact, in most other seasons, we would just be talking about him pretty much being a backmarker all along. Uh, Stenhouse's last few finishes, 32nd at Gateway, 12th at Sonoma, 22nd at Nashville, 34th uh, over there at Chicago. Not fantastic for that uh, that 47 team so not a whole lot of confidence in Ricky Stenhouse to do any anything really good uh, you look at his Atlanta finish he finished in 17th so not good whereas uh, Suarez yeah he finished 29th but he got caught up in some mess and uh, and and was on the DVP and he couldn't get back on the track after that um, I don't even want to get into Austin Sindrick because for me that doesn't, he's another one of those guys where he'll pop up and get you a good finish every once in a while, uh, like he did before, but like, he's just not an exciting guy this season as far as somebody you want to put a lot of money on. Like we talked about popping up and having a good finish like last week at Chicago, but again, that whole race shorten, the whole pit strategy, all that stuff sort of came into play for him to get that. 27th at Nashville before that, 25th at Sonoma, 13th at Gateway, 31st at Charlotte, 19th at Darlington, 31st in Kansas. Average finishing position so far for Austin Sindrick is 21. Again, not a not a great way for Austin Sindrick to get this season going. So out of that one, like I said, you're looking for the value. Trackhouse has been fast. Daniel Suarez has not been the fastest, but he's definitely benefited from having a good Trackhouse team behind him. I like the plus 270 side of this to for him to, to best LaJoy, Cindric, and Stenhouse. I think he's probably even going to be a top 10 car by the end of the day, but I, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable with that. Even if he's a top 15, I still think he finishes better than the rest of this this group. So give me Daniel Suarez at plus 270 to finish in groupie. I can't believe you would bet against Corey LaJoy at Atlanta, Rod, Sorry. but uh, it's a nice way to hedge, right? So I'll give you that. <laughs> this is a good way to hedge. And no, Suarez has actually been very good here in Atlanta lately um so uh, we mentioned it earlier right track house has all this momentum two wins in a row by track house cars not daniel suarez maybe he makes it three in a row with three different cars i don't know if i'd go that far but uh, i do think that suarez will have a good result 
And if something happens to Corey LaJoy, uh, then it's a good hedge, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> do you uh, do you have any music happen? To oh, I, yeah, I do. For me, Ralph? I, I was ready. And here we go. And now it's time for Corey LaJoy Corner with Cody Zeeb. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Corey's beautiful hair and beautiful face. Anyways, Corey LaJoy. I bet on him at super speedways in Atlanta specifically before it was cool. 200 to one last season, almost cashed that would have been the biggest hit ever for me, but uh, just slightly missed out on it. That's okay. We're going to hit some Corey LaJoy bets again this week. I'm going with the whole shebang, right? Top Chevrolet 15 to one over on Barstool. Top five plus 450. Top 10 plus 170. And Boy, they've really brought his odds to win down, Rod. But over on Superbook, he is 40 to 1. Give me all of those bets on Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy in three races in Atlanta. The two spring races, he has a fourth place and a fifth place finish. Last fall, he finished in uh, 21st. But, Rod, that was the race where he exchanged the lead with Chase Elliott at the end of that entire last stage. Back and forth was leading with two laps to go, ready to cash my bet. Elliot puts him in the wall, ends up finishing in 21st, but not uh, indicative of how he was doing. So three races, top five and two of those, was leading with two laps to go in the other one. Now again, that's super speedway racing, so has to be taken into account. But he has got four top 16 finishes in his last eight races at Daytona and Talladega as well. So love me some Corey LaJoy. Very, very good super speedway racer. This is his best chance, right? If they want to get that Spire car into the playoffs, Atlanta is the best chance. This is the one they have circled. Corey is going to be aggressive. He's going to get up there. He's going to mix it up all day long with the leaders. They're going to talk about him. They're going to be so surprised. Whoa, look at Corey LaJoy. What a great run he's having today. Like it hasn't been happening time and time again at this track. And it's every time I just want to be like, have you never watched a super speedway race before? But anyways, Corey LaJoy, love him. Load up on Corey LaJoy. It's like uh, much like Alex Pillow in, uh, in IndyCar a few weeks ago. We're going to make or break our week on Corey LaJoy. And uh, yeah, so I like him. Top Chevy, 15 to 1. Top 5 plus 450. Top 10 plus 170. And 40 to 1 to win. Corey LaJoy. I, I, we need to get him on the show. That, that would be the dream come true is to get him on the show for sure. Uh, I would uh, maybe I'll send out a tweet to him this week and ask him if, if we can be the first interview after he wins. Ah, that would even be better. Uh, I think that would definitely uh, make us <laughs> make us uh, a notch above. So, uh, all right, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor that point. That's Corey LaJoy's corner. We definitely uh, love us some Corey LaJoy on the show, especially Cody. Um, but yeah, give us Corey LaJoy on all that. Uh, all right, my next bet is uh, another one of these all-to-finish ones. Uh, this one may be a little more risky than our all-to-finish top 10, but by when I say these names, you're going to say, yeah, I, I can see that happening. So all of the, the following three to finish in the top five, Chase Elliott, Danny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr. This one, incredibly, is 30-1 to 1 over on Caesars uh, for all these guys to finish inside the top five and and listen i mean the names are obviously all names that have finished inside the top five they're all names that have won races not necessarily all this season but at least in the past uh and and they're all 
they're all perennial top 10 cars, top five cars, all that stuff. So um, for Chase Elliott, actually, if you look back at his last three races, all of them have been top five finishes. And in fact, four of his last five races have all been top five finishes. Third place at Darlington, 34th at Charlotte, but he crashed out of that one. Fifth at Sonoma, fourth at Nashville, third at Chicago. They keep pressing how much Chase Elliott needs a win, needs a win to get in, needs a win. Well, he's been consistently running around the front, so it's it's something that he's been, he knows that he's got to get this win. Well, what better place to win than a track that he actually won at earlier as well? Obviously did not get to take part in the in the first Atlanta race this season with his injury, but the last time he was out on this track, he walked away with a victory, started from the pole, led 96 laps, and won that race. Uh, and then in 2022, he finished in sixth, uh, and then that, the other configuration, so the spring configuration of that, he finished in sixth. So almost a top five finish in that one, but he did start sixth. He led 29 laps in that one as well. So Chase Elliott on this new configuration in Atlanta equals super good. So I'm definitely not scared of the Chase Elliott part of this hitting. Um, and, and again, for Chase Elliott, he needs to win. I don't know how many different times we have to say it or the broadcast has to say it. He knows it. Still they know it. I don't think he has to win, Rob. I know, I know. I know that there's a possibility, but you know how the, the broadcast loves them some drama. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you to run with that one. Uh, for Denny Hamlin, this one, this is why this is 30 to 1. All right. Obviously, the, the other two are, are a little bit more of a, of a far cry. That, well, not necessarily a far cry, but a little more of a long shot than, than Chase Elliott. Uh, for Denny Hamlin, started on the pole, right, in both Sonoma and Chicago. Unfortunately, in, in Sonoma, didn't get a good finish, 36th, when he crashed. But he did get a third place in Nashville, you know, proper track. Um, 11th place in Chicago. But, boy, I tell you, that, that was rough for Denny. As soon as he got started with that race, it just didn't feel like he was going to be uh, a factor. And then, of course, pit strategy played into the whole thing. And there was a lot going on there at the end of that race. I think he got caught up in that uh, in that pileup, too, It's a little bit, didn't he? I think uh, maybe not got uh, caught up in it, but he, he got slowed down by it for sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, but for Atlanta, uh, last this earlier this year, he finished in sixth place just outside, but he did lead 14 laps in that. We know he was fast. We know he was doing well. Uh, and then in, in the last season, we faded Hamlin. This was part of our fade Hamlin train because he finished 29th and 25th in this race, uh, in on this track, rather. And it was a bad, bad look for him. But bounced back earlier this season for a sixth-place finish. Just one outside of the top 10. So once again, or top five, rather. So once again, a, a very real possibility for that 11 car to be able to find his way inside of the top five. So if we put Elliott there, if we put Hamlin there, I think we're okay. Martin Truex Jr., if I'd have told you this last season, you would have said, go to hell. And I would have said, you're right. Uh, I'm sorry. I will never, ever suggest that again. But uh, for Martin Truex Jr. this season, a little different story. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. has enjoyed a much better 2023. Uh, of course, his average finish is still only 12th. But you look back at, uh, let's see, five of the last, four of the last five races, he's had a top five finish. And in those, three of those have actually been inside the top three. He's won two races this season. Chicago, he finished 32nd, but I'm not holding Chicago <laughs> against anybody. I'm not. I'm just sort of throwing that one out the window. But Nashville, he finished second. He won at Sonoma, fifth at Gateway, third at Charlotte. Martin Truex Jr. is on a little bit of a mini tear here. And I think, I think you need to respect the fact that he's driving a lot better 
than uh, than most people have given him. Look back at his history at Charlotte. All right, last season, not good. But again, that's because he definitely wasn't the driver that he was before. 11th and 8th. I say not good because it wasn't a top five finish. Uh, but in that configuration, he almost finished inside the top five. Earlier this year, 19th, but he wasn't the Martin Truex Jr. we see right now. So um, 30 to 1, this has got a path. That's the only reason why I'm giving this to you at 30 to 1 is because this has a path to hit. And if all three of these drivers finish inside the top five, you're going to have a good day. Truex is the one who scares me the most. He's, oh, man, I don't know. It's just him and Super Speedways, not always a great combination. But the Elliott Hamlin part, I absolutely love. Again, a 30 to 1, though. Finding any bets really a 30 to 1, like they're just worth this. I'm, there's nothing I'm going to tell you that can't happen in this type of race. Like, you want to bet BJ McLeod to win? Probably don't advise it, but I can't tell you not to because there's a legit chance it rains going into turn one and BJ McLeod is one of four cars left at the end of the race. Like, that kind of stuff happens on super speedways. We've seen it before. We've seen these random guys just get top five finishes, be in competition for the win. So, uh, I mean, a 30 to one. Again, you're asking for a lot to happen here, but Elliott and Hamlin, that's two of the best super speedway racers in the business right there. So it's not a far stretch to get them up there. And Martin Truex Jr., again, a reborn man this year, like hard to argue against that as well. So uh, yeah, 30 to one, man. I, it's hard to say no to any bet like that. So I like it. And if you just really want to sweat, this is the way to do it. <laughs> this is yeah, this is yeah. the sweat that you never thought you wanted until it actually starts to get to the yeah, end of the if, race. If all these guys are still in it at the end, your bet has a chance. Even if one of them's in 15th, like that late run, you're going to sweat this bet. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, speaking of sweating, if you're watching right now on YouTube, you're definitely not seeing us sweat anymore. Uh, we're, we're in our own comfortable, well, at least for me, I'm in my own comfortable home and I love it. So, uh, yes, <laughs> once again, if you stuck with us through all of the craziness that was last week and are still watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Sorry about, uh, you know, some of the videos also being missing as well. Listen, it's so difficult to make it all happen on the road. So for those of you who are patient, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for hanging with us. Keep commenting. We see all your comments. Uh, there was an SVG call out on the show uh on the one that we did for grant park earlier and yeah. he said he sprinkled a little something on svg guess what it hit paid off yep. so if you listen to the comment and did it with him then you were as happy as as uh, he was so shout out to everybody we have a very smart audience i'm very happy that the, they're as knowledgeable as they are and uh, continue to be that way continue to like continue to subscribe continue to thumbs up uh and suggest this show to your friends because uh, it continues to grow and we're continuing to be happy to bring it to you. So um, love it, love it, love it. Please do more of it and we'll uh, continue to put these out for you. Obviously, this one will be out too. So thank you. All right. Oh, I forgot to hit the fade out button. Oh, well. Oh, way to go. Way Jeez. to go. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Uh, all right. So somebody's got to win this race, Cody. They do. And uh, as per usual at Super Speedways, I've got a lot of options because you can. You can bet a lot of different guys at a lot of different prices. I mean, almost, not almost, everybody is on the board and available. A lot of books, 12 to 1 is where the very favorite starts. So you've got some room here, and you can kind of go with it as you please. So picked out a couple of guys that I really like. I will say odds, they're catching on at super speedways, right? The odds are not as good as we used to get them at. 
unfortunately, but still some good choices here. Chase Elliott, a 13 to 1 over on Bet MGM. Um, he's only got two races here on this configuration because he missed the spring race. That was when he was out with his, his broken tibia. But a first and a sixth place finish in those two races. That's a pretty good sample there. He led 96 laps in one of those, 26 in the other one. And actually, this fall, the la or last season in the fall, when he won and led those 96 laps, won stage one, won stage two, and won the race. Absolutely dominated that thing. Elliott is a very, very good super speedway racer. I'm not going to put him on a Dale Earnhardt Jr. level or anything like that, but he's got that ability to get up front and play the Pied Piper and lead the packs and run up front. And being in the front doesn't always exclude you from the wrecks, right? Because a lot of times they start up front. But if it's that, if it starts in second or third place and you're the guy out front, you slip right past it, right? I think that that is a bonus for him. You go back to his last 12 races at date between Talladega and Daytona, eight top 12 finishes, two wins at Talladega. Obviously, he's got the win here at Atlanta as well. Very good super speedway racer. Like you said, Rod, the common narrative is he needs to get a win. I do think there's a way he can point himself in, but if he gets that win, he doesn't have to worry about pointing himself in. This is the perfect type of track for him to win at. We've seen him do it here before. Home track as well, right? He's a Georgia guy. He doesn't live in North Carolina like most of the drivers do. He lives in Dawsonville, Georgia, and he flies himself to North Carolina all the time. He's a, got his own plane. He's his own pilot, flies himself there. He is at home for this race. It's a big thing for him when he go to Atlanta. His dad had a lot of success at Atlanta. He's now had a lot of success at Atlanta. Wants to keep that going. I think it's a good week to get on Chase Elliott. Bubba Wallace, we talked about him already. Great super speedway racer. 25 to 1 over on Superbook. I love him to win this race as well. Ty Gibbs, another guy we've already talked about. I wasn't going to do it, Rod, but I don't want to miss it when he wins one because you know it's coming soon. I was hoping it was last week. Maybe it wasn't last week. Maybe this is the week. Again, going to be on the Ty Gibbs train. 30 to 1. The odds are still good enough over on Bet MGM. Uh, again, not a ton of super speedway racing experience, obviously. He's like 12 years old, and we get it, right? He hasn't raced a ton of races, but he's been pretty good. Ninth place in the spring here in his first start. Uh, he was so good in that Talladega race. I thought that was going to be the one. Ran out of fuel late in that one. I think he can put himself in position to win this at 30-1 to 1 on MGM. I think those are good odds. And Austin Hill, 66-1 to 1 over on Bet MGM, Rod. He's in that Beard Motorsports car. Um, he's guaranteed to make the race, won't have the issue like he did in Daytona where he didn't make the race. Um, he is the king of super speedways in the Xfinity Series. He's got three races at Atlanta in the Xfinity Series, Rod. Two first place and a second place finish. Doesn't get much better than that. His last three at Daytona um, in the Xfinity Series, a first, a 14th, and another first. So in three Daytona races, and three Atlanta races, two wins apiece. That's pretty impressive. A little bit rougher at Talladega, but he has only one Cup Series start on a super speedway in this car. It was 24th at Talladega, but there wasn't as much chaos in that race. And the most important part, he made it to the end. It's what you need for a guy like this to put himself in position. He knows how to win on this type of track. He proves it time and time again in the Xfinity Series. His odds are... I don't have to look and see what they are, but I think they were so stupid. You wouldn't even bother to bet him 
in the Xfinity race because he's that good. Plus 350. I, he's plus 350, and he'll probably win the race, and we'll talk about it more when we get to the Xfinity Series show. But that's it's stupid to bet someone at 350 on a super speedway because of the things that can happen. But he's so good, they have to put his price there. That show, just goes to show you, sure, this beard car is not necessarily the best ever, but it's a Chevrolet. can be plenty of other Chevrolets to work with there. He'll can put himself in position. We know that he knows how to win, specifically on this track, specifically in the plate races. So for a very long shot at 66-1, to 1, give me Austin Hill. Then I wanted to toss out a Quinella, too, just because I can, and I love long shot bets. The, they're scared, Rod. Caesars offers all these Quinellas, all these exactas. Not a single one has Corey LaJoy in it. They know it's going to happen, and they're scared. But just in case it doesn't happen, uh, give me the Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Quinella, 40-1. to 1. Brad was the probably the best car here in the spring. He's one of the favorite, depending on what book you go to. He's as, as low as 10 to 1 on some books. I think I saw him up to like 16 to 1. Uh, if I didn't go with Elliott, it probably was Keselowski was the other one I would have gone with. Um, but a very, very good super speedway racer. He's going to get one, right? It's it's coming. When is the time? Maybe now is Blaney again. Another very great, so probably, arguably a top two or three super speedway racer at this point in the Cup Series. So I think putting those guys together in a Quinella. They can finish either way, first or second. Together, 40 to 1, I think is worth a long shot as well, in case my 17 other winners don't win. I mean, you're basically betting on the whole field, anyways, which you always do. Which now is we've fine. got everyone covered, and we can still, and unlike some other places, it still actually has a positive outcome if you hit one of these. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's why you throw out these 40 to 1s or these 30 to 1s or whatever, just, just for the hell of it and just to see if it hits. So. Uh, I mean, Man. we've seen crazier things happen. We've, we've short rate short two hundred to one win a couple weeks ago on a road course, mm -hmm. and that doesn't even have the chaos of a super speedway. Like we've seen that these guys can, especially. Uh, I mean, you got the Cindrics winning, the McDowell's winning when Stenhouse won Haley's. the Daytona five hundred earlier this season. When Haley won it, he was like two fifty to one. Obviously, that was really weird, but really weird is what we're looking for when you get these types of bets, right? We saw with Martin Truex Jr. a couple weeks ago, even at 35 to 1, like long shots can win these races. We don't just give them out for shits and giggles. We give them out because sometimes they hit. And when they do, it's a hell of a party. It is a hell of a party. Uh, speaking of hell of a party, Trackhouse has been having a hell of a party lately. They have won two in a row. And just like you were saying, I don't know if I'd do it for three in a row. Maybe I will do it for three in a row. Ross Chastain is 25 to 1 as a winner. Again, I feel like his price is depreciated for I don't know what reason. And that's okay. That's why we pounce on this. It is difficult to win uh, a few, a bunch of races in a row. But as we've also seen in the past, we saw it with Kevin Harvick last season, right? Wins kind of come in bunches. And every once in a while, a winner gets, uh, a driver gets hot and they start winning races. And that's sort of what I feel like Ross Chastain finally got that. I don't know, monkey off his back, or he finally was vindicated with that win a couple of weeks ago in Nashville and, and feeling good about himself, feeling good about the race he ran because he did run a much smarter race than he had run in past. He didn't piss anybody off too much. I mean, maybe they were pissed off that he won, but he didn't do anything really to piss people off on the track. So maybe this is a new look Chastain, and we all know how talented he can be. And while I've rattled off the... Uh, actual stats behind him as a top three car so if you're a top three car at the end of that race all it takes is for you to get in the right position to be in first place to get the right push to get the right 
run off of the the turn four corner and and find yourself in first place. So at twenty five to one, I really do like the value for Chastain to win. Considering that you know, like you said, Elliott at thirteen to one, that's still a good deal for Elliott. All, all these guys basically started ten to one on most of these books. You're getting all more than twice the value to bet Chastain, who has won in the last three races, to win this race. I don't not necessarily sure what the books were doing. FanDuel is the one offering this 25 to 1, by the way, so go find that over there. But again, I just I think this is a, a good week to try to ride the momentum of Ross Chastain and hope it hits. And then for my long shot, screw it. Cole Custer, Rick Ware. Why can't a Rick Ware car win on a super speedway style racetrack? Why not, right? We're we're for throwing out all kinds of crazy long shots here. Cole Custer making his uh what first start in the cup series this season. Um, uh, actually, no, it was a second cause he did start in Atlanta here, uh, uh, earlier in the season. He finished 12th. Who, who do you race for? Was he in a Rick Ware car then? Uh, no, actually 2003, Oh five Atlanta. He was in a Stuart hot. Oh, that was cold. I'm sorry. That was, I'm looking at his Xfinity. Shut up, Rod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong tab, Rod. This is you giving out terrible information. Uh, all right. He finished, he finished 12th here. Uh, this earlier this season in the Xfinity race. So he has obviously taken the track once in the Xfinity series, started 12th. Uh, he hasn't made any any starts since 2022. He did actually finish ninth here last year in that, uh, that 41 car. So he was in the top 10 at the end of that race at 2022 in the fall, uh, which means, you know, very easily he could have maneuvered himself into a position, a position to try to win this race. So, you know, listen, we talked about Cole Custer just uh, going down to dominate the Xfinity series and he didn't do it. But, you know, there's nothing to say that he couldn't accidentally win this race and justify the fact that they called him up. It's a Rick Ware car. I get we're asking a lot of a Rick Ware car, but at 66 to 1, you'd be you'd be loving life if he accidentally hits this, right? He's he's Got two Xfinity Series wins this season, Rod, and in both of them, he put himself in the right position to luck into the. I wouldn't go out and say he completely just earned both of those. What he did earn them, right? It's. I'm not saying he didn't earn them, but like the Chicago Street Roar course, like he qualified fastest, held on, and then lucked into them canceling it out at the was it Portland? I think he won the other one, like. He was third place. First and second took themselves out. Right position, right time. Guess what you need to do at a super speedway? Right position, right time. I love it. I think it's good. And imagine, imagine winning in a Rick Ware car and then just giving the finger to Stuart Haas and being like, fuck you. And maybe, maybe Stuart Haas had some hand in setting this car up. I mean, so it's not, uh, the Rick Ware cars aren't generally going to be as fast, right? You're not going to see a Rick Ware car up there leading this race in a full pack, but the fact that he could survive things and put himself in position, if it does have a little bit of a Stuart Haas boost in it, because he is still a Stuart Haas driver in the Xfinity series, his dad is really high up at Stuart Haas. Like they might have a hand in helping set this car up as we've seen him do in the past. Uh, so that could boost it up a little bit as well. And then the Chastain call out again, He's got a super speedway win. He's been really close here to two second place finishes in three races. Like you literally can't get much closer than that at 25 to one. I think that's a great bet as well. So I like both of those. And uh, I feel like we got a winner in here somewhere. 
I, I hope so. I mean, we've given out all the fields, so I hope we got a winner in there somewhere. Uh, but, all right, speaking of which, take out your pen and paper. We're going to go over all of our bets for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart over there at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Cody started you out by fading Kyle Larson, which we always do at Super Speedways. It was William Byron over Kyle Larson, minus 110 on Superbook. That began our betting card. I gave you Ross Chastain as a top three car at 575, plus 575 over on Superbook. Cody gave you Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 175 and went on to say a top five car at plus 475 over on Barstool. I gave you Tyler Reddick as a top five car at plus 400 over on DK. Cody said that it would be Justin Haley as the winner of Group C over on Caesars at plus 450 over the likes of AJ Allmendinger, Michael McDowell, and uh, Austin Dillon and Chase Brisk. No, I feel like we have to do uh, something like this here for um, our when we're bringing up the the 14 car again. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're talking about I, the number 14. He's been car. making us a lot of money just betting against him, so I think it, he's fine to say his name. Yeah, okay. Chase Brisk no is uh, is the other driver in there. I gave you an all to finish inside the top 10 bet of Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Busch at plus 400 on Caesars. Cody's giving you a Bubba Wallace at plus 500 or Ty Gibbs at plus 550 as the top Toyota on Barstool. I said that Daniel Suarez in that number 99 car is going to win Group E at plus 270 which over on Superbook, which consists of LaJoy, Sindrick, and Stenhouse. Cody's giving you LaJoy's corner. So basically just if it's got LaJoy, buy it, bet it. Top Chevy at 15-1 on Barstool. Top 5 at plus 450 at Barstool. Plus top uh, top ten at plus one seventy on Barstool, and then to win at forty to one on Superbook. I'm saying that Elliott, Hamlin, and Truex will all finish inside the top ten at thirty to one on Caesars, and then Cody's giving you Elliott at thirteen to one on MGM, Bubba at twenty five to one, Gibbs at thirty to one, Hill at sixty six to one to win this race, and a hedge of Quinella, of Ryan Blaney and Brad Kozowski at forty to one. I'm tossing out Ross Chastain at twenty five to win. Uh, over on FanDuel, and then just giving you a Cole Custer 66-1 to on BetMGM to sprinkle ever so lightly on and the off chance that that, uh, that 51 car actually does something other than the 41 that he drove for all those years for Stuart Haas. I like it. I'm uh, excited. Again, don't go crazy this week. I know that's a lot of bets we gave you, but those are just the ones we like, right? You pick and choose which ones you like. For the winners... I think you, you take a unit, split it up between four different guys, maybe toss another half unit between two other guys. Like that's how you do it, right? You don't go crazy. It's not, this isn't a 65 unit week. Like don't go crazy. Sprinkle them appropriately. They're almost all plus odds bets. Try and hit what you can and be thankful if you hit anything because crazy shit happens at super speedways. And honestly, again, with the the way that we lay these bets out, and especially if you hit one of these 30 to 1s or, or 60 to 1s, have a big Cole Custer actually wins this race. I mean, obviously it's very easy to be profitable if you hit those those, but uh once again, we we try to give you enough to where you can make the decision on what you want to follow and and we try to not load you down with paying so much juice that if you do lose quite a bit of these then you're you're totally out on the street. So, you know, again, we're, we're trying to look out for you and, and guard your bets as well, but we won't also tell you how to go out and bet them. We just want you to understand that this is going to be a wildly chaotic race and you need to adjust accordingly. Bingo. Uh, all right, well, 
let's go ahead and put Atlanta in the books. Let's get this out as soon as possible because uh, obviously the books gave us a little bit yesterday. It was the 4th of July, which, by the way, I hope you guys all had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. Uh, I know that I did, and it was a very hectic work week for me, but I definitely still enjoyed my 4th of July, and I know Cody just said same thing with him, hectic work week, but you still enjoyed the day. Yes, sir. So, uh, all right. Well, then, as we depart, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on Twitter, at HouseGarnerScoreZeeb. Find all my work over there. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. They're back in action two weeks in a row. Crazy for F1, but we'll be over there. Man, that's the week last week over there, so check us out. Um, if you like winning money on racing, do it. I'm telling you. And I, uh, find, the rest of, find the rest of my work over uh, on Twitter at HouseGarnerScoreZ. It's funny with as much racing as we talk. I mean, there's there's bound to be weeks where we're kind of dry, but I feel like we've actually been on a pretty decent run lately with some of these good bets that we've that, that hot summer weather, Rod, we're just cruising right along with a little hot streak. And you know I don't tend to pat myself on the back or anything, but I, I just feel like it's been Wait pretty good. Corey LaJoy wins this weekend, I'm going to be doing a lot of patting myself on the back. You're going to have to buy one of those extra hands where just sit there the whole time patting yourself <laughs> yep. on the back. That I, Listen, if you, I will buy By that way, for you. That, that might make an appearance on YouTube next week. That'd be fantastic. If Corey wins. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, and of course, for frequency's sake, we'll be back later today or tomorrow. We'll figure it out with the Xfinity. Uh, of course, in the meantime, F1 Gambling Podcast will come out as well. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you again on the next episode. Until then, let's go racing and let it